welcome to the Managing the Smart Mind podcast with your host, Coach Kramer. This is episode 74, Bridging the Gap Between Knowing and Doing, My Coaching Philosophy. Hello, smart human. If you're listening to this, I think it's safe to say that you've read or listened to lots and lots and lots and lots of books to help you figure out life, the universe, and everything. You may even have a heap of degrees, certification, and diplomas in all kinds of things that theoretically should allow you to now be a master or mistress of the universe. And yet, here you are. You think you know what you should be doing, but you're not doing it. So what gives? Seriously, are you maybe a bit stupid after all? And if not, why the hell is it so hard to make this thing called life work? Okay, let's figure out the possible reasons why it's not working. And no, you being stupid is not one of those. And first, I want to talk a bit about the tools and strategies, etc., that you're using. Because tools, strategies, modalities that work for a person with a brain that fits nicely in the middle part of the bell curve, i.e., someone with an average mind, may not work for you with your unique mind. And it's not just your mind that we need to take into account. There's also your personal history, your neurobiology, your physiology, your nervous system, right? So many things. You are unique in so many ways and probably an outlier in more than one. So a tool that everybody raves about may not work for you. Or, and this is equally likely, the person that applies the tool i.e. the coach or therapist or that you're working with, doesn't really know how to use it on people with brains like yours. And listen, I don't, I can't even begin to, to, to share or say how many clients I have that come to me saying, oh my God, I've been to so many coaches, I've seen so many therapists, and it's just been completely useless. Which doesn't mean they're useless coaches or therapists, They just didn't know how to work with smart minds. Okay, so if something that seems to be universally accepted as insanely useful, the best tool ever, effective, smart, etc., etc., and it doesn't work for you, do not make yourself wrong. (laughs) Do not start thinking, oh my God, I'm broken, right? Everybody's raving about this. This is working for everyone. There's obviously something very wrong with me. No, you want to check, first of all, is this tool being wielded by the right person, right? If you're working with a coach or a therapist. And also, you want to ask, is this tool right for me with my brain at this moment in time in my evolution? And (laughs) as you can tell, I get pretty worked up about this because I see so much unnecessary suffering around this and it has to stop. So I'll give you a specific example so you can see how this works in real life. I know it can be incredibly effective for people when it comes to time management and and planning to make a list of all their projects and to-dos and then put 
everything on their calendar when it's supposed to be happening. And yes, planning in this way, organizing your life sounds super smart because you no longer need to stress about whether something is going to get done because it's on your calendar. And you also don't need to stress or dither about what you should be doing at any moment in time because you simply need to check your calendar and do the thing that's on there. It makes perfect sense, right? In theory, on paper. (laughs) Except to my brain, it sounds like a complete nightmare. And not just because I always want to do at least a million more things than fit into a lifetime. And doing this exercise would actually be a very stark reminder of my limited time on the planet, which is another reason to run away from it. No, I could manage my mind about that, right? I could kind of be an adult and face the fact, facts. But the main thing is that having my entire life mapped out, even if only for the next three months or so, feels unbearable. I mean, it feels terrible. To me, knowing exactly what I'm going to be doing and when I'm going to be doing it kind of kills my will to live. It's just not how I'm wired. To my brain, predictability equals boredom equals imprisonment in the worst possible way. So this tool, which works so well for others, is a complete motivation killer. Does that mean that the tool is wrong? No. Does that mean that if a coach would force me to do this, the coach is wrong? Yes, 100%. (laughs) Or at least I could have figured out a bit more about my brain, right? Does it mean that if I force me to do this or hate myself for not doing it or for trying it and not being able to make it work, that then I am wrong? Yes, 100%. Or at least very confused, right? I want you to never assume that something should work for you and for your smart mind. I want you to apply critical inquiry instead, right? Always get very curious. Is this a tool for my brain? And if I'm being helped by someone else or supported by someone else, are they the right person to wield this tool? Okay. But now let's say you know a tool or strategy that you somehow have figured out does work with your type of brain and that applying it in your daily life would make a massive difference. If only you could get yourself to do it. Now, this is a point where, again, a lot of people get stuck. They know that they could do this thing that would be insanely helpful. It is kind of aligned with how they're wired, and yet they cannot bring themselves to do it. Well, obviously, they must be lazy or undisciplined or broken, or even more fun, both broken, undisciplined, lazy, all the things. And off they go into a downward spiral of self-deprecation. Why? Again, because of faulty assumptions. They assume that the only possible explanation for them not using the tool or applying the strategy is that they suck. Interesting, right? Instead of thinking, hmm, what are, yeah, what could be other possible reasons that this is not working? They go straight to, oh, something's got to be wrong with me. They assume that the gap they experience between theory and application makes them stupid, bad, faulty, etc., etc. But this is a very binary thought and a very about a very non-binary process, right? And I think the way some coaching schools and other schools teach their methods and strategies is sadly very binary and actually enforces this way of thinking. Often the messaging is our way is the best way, or 
our method or model or tools, all the things, if you just do this one thing, you will live happily ever after. So if you bought into this and your problems are not solved after working with a coach, learning from a coaching school, um, then you must be doing it wrong, right? And off you go onto the utterly depressing and disempowering path of self-blame. Now, in my experience, and if you take some time to think about it, probably in your experience too, it's a lot more complicated than most gurus and coaching schools would have you believe. Because it's a hard sell, right? Things are complicated. Um, this is how I look at coaching and at you as a human being and at problem solving when you get stuck. In other words, here is my coaching philosophy, which, by the way, is for me an excellent opportunity to quote some Walt Whitman, who I strongly recommend you check out if you haven't already. Here we go. Do I contradict myself? Very well, then. I contradict myself. I am large. I contain multitudes. That's it. You are large. You contain multitudes. Also, you are amazing. That's me, not Whitman, but I'm sure he says it (laughs) only much better. And I'd also add this, deep down inside, you know best, right? If you listen to yourself. So let's get back to the containing multitudes, because you do. (laughs) Before you get to work with a tool or strategy, you need to figure out which part of the multitudes you're going to be working with. Now, to make your and my work a bit more easy, I've reduced your multitudes to five different arenas or areas. And these are your conscious, your subconscious, your brain and body chemistry, your emotions and your nervous system. Does everything you are fit neatly into these five categories? Absolutely not. Because it's complicated, right? They are neither all-encompassing nor completely clear-cut. There is interconnectedness and there are overlaps, which, by the way, is one of the reasons my work is always so exciting and interesting. So you always want to take a holistic approach. But when we look at the the tools used in coaching and healing, they tend to apply at one specific category. So things like thought work, mindset work, uncovering underlying beliefs, etc., that is working with the conscious brain, with conscious thought. And things like hypnotherapy, art therapy, and so on, work with the subconscious. It can also be incredibly powerful. Then we can change our brain and body chemistry through drugs, diet, supplements, and so on. And we can use emotional processing to work with our emotions and somatic practice for our nervous system. This is where often the mismatch occurs. When you try so hard to change something and yet you cannot bring yourself to do it, you're usually trying to use, for example, thought work to change something that resides in your subconscious or your biochemistry, right? Maybe you're using drugs to solve emotional problems. It's not going to work. I think you get it, right? (laughs) It's basically saying, oh, you have a broken leg, right? Um, Here, drink some orange juice. It's a complete mismatch. And you are a beautiful, complex being with a beautiful, complex mind, which means basically 
notwithstanding your deep desire for clear-cut solutions, again, it is complicated. So next time you notice that you're trying to use a tool or strategy but can't make yourself do it, instead of beating yourself up, take a step back and check. First of all, does this tool or the person handling it work with my specific brain at this specific moment in time? And second, am I maybe mixing up my categories here? And if the answer to any of these questions is yes, then you want to pause. And please figure out what tool in which category or which coach or therapist would be a much better fit rather than making yourself wrong because that has never served anyone. Have a beautiful week. smart human, probably listening to this podcast because you want to learn how to manage that smart mind of yours. And the first step is actually getting your bearings, doing a little brain audit. And I have the perfect tool for that, the Mapping Your Unique Brain Workbook. And you can actually download it for free at www.coachkramer.org slash brain map. So that's coachkramer.org slash brain map. Go check it out and play with it and take your first step to managing your smart mind. Mm-hmm.